Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Pass the cranberry sauce. We're having mashed potatoes. Ooh, the turkey looks great. Thank you for loving me. Glenn. Thank you for being there. Please. Thank you for loving me. Everyone's thanking. The whole Glenn. world's thanking you. Thanking Stop. us for thanking you. Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to a very special A Date with Dateline. I say that every single time. <laughs> yeah, every other. It's okay. Each, They're each all special episode, in their own way. Yeah, like snowflakes. And yeah. Katie is doing the recap this time. Yeah. I don't know why. Instead, I played games on my phone obsessively. You almost said the game. Why don't you tell me what the game is? Because you almost said it. So what is it? Well, it was uh, that Einstein's riddle, but now I'm over that. So what's uh, the game? This one I play a lot is Bonza. It's really addictive. Bonza. Yeah. It's, it gets really... Bonza. James Bonza. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your episode, folks. <laughs> I was not even in a good mood, and now I'm like in a worse mood. <gasps> Worth it. Mm-mm. Worth it for your face. I'm so sad right now. What you got there? Big gulp? No, it's from Subway. We have matching big, big soda cups, ladies and gents. It's real classy over here at a date with Dateline. We have matching cups. I have a polar ice because they have crushed ice. We should be sponsored by ice and Coke Zero. Oh, man, wouldn't that be great? Okay. Okay. What's this episode called? This episode is called Mansion on Ocean Boulevard. It is season 27, episode 7, and it aired on November 9th, 2018. This episode is super worth it. We had to do it for reasons that will make themselves clear. Yeah. Pretty epic. I'm fairly disappointed you're not doing the recap, so I can't hear you tell it, but we'll all have to get over it together, and I'll get through this quickly. Okay. Yeah. This episode takes place in Coronado, California, where nothing bad could ever happen, which I feel like we should just put on a bingo card at this point, because it's either a small town that they shade in some way or someplace gorgeous that nothing bad could ever happen. There is no in-between. No, but it is Dateline, so obviously something bad's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. So the mansion was itself ground zero for a mystery. Secrets both suspected and imagined. Good job, Mank. Secrets. Good job. That was nice. It was good poetry. Dina and Jonah are married, and they have a son named Max. And they live in Arizona, but they go to vacation in Coronado Beach, which is this beautiful... If you don't know Coronado, it's the home of this really famous hotel. I'm sure you've seen pictures of it. And it's this little... Basically take the richest, fanciest part of San Diego and push it out to this little island. And that's Coronado. So It's on an island? You take a little bridge to get there. So it's where a lot of money happens. I feel like all the islands are like that in California. Catalina Island, Balboa Island... All those islands are where all the super rich people live. So 
they go to summer. They leave Arizona every summer and go to Coronado. And then one year they end up seeing this house for sale and just buying it on a whim because that's what you do when you have tons of money. So then we find out that Jonah works for something called Medesis Medical Group. And we will get back to that because it explains mm. a lot about the faces of the people in this episode when you find out what Medesis does. Oh. So that is part of the outside information group that will save Is that you. how it's pronounced? Medesis? That's how I'm pronouncing it. Probably not. So Dina and Jonah and Max moved to Coronado. And of course, Dina and Jonah divorced because that's this is something that tends to happen in families with lots of money. Not all families, but new money sometimes breeds divorce. That Jonah is meets. so classist of you. Sorry. Okay. But it was weird that they were like so happy, such a perfect match. And then next thing you know, they were just like bitterly divorced. I didn't really get why. Well, they spend all of... 30 seconds on it. Yeah. Moving on. They divorce. Jonah meets someone new, and her name is Rebecca Zahu? Zahau? Zahau, I think. Okay. Rebecca Zahau. Um, Zahau, do you pronounce your last name? Oh. See how dumb it is? See how dumb these jokes are? I think they're pretty good. (laughs) So Rebecca moves in with her new boyfriend, Jonah, into their gorgeous house in Coronado. I can't take the him... This Jonah. It's like a young kid's name. I can't take it. I keep getting so confused every time you say Jonah. Yeah, and he's not a young man. Wait, see, so, it's the name on Superstore. Maybe that's what... Oh, and on Veep. Oh, yes, on Veep. Oh, that's great, Jonah. Jonad. Okay. So they <laughs> they meet because she is working as an ophthalmologist assistant in, I'm guessing, a fancy eye doctor office, and he comes in for an appointment, and they apparently fall in love. So, in 2011, everyone is in Coronado, including Dina, which I found very odd. Dina is staying down the street well, from the mansion on the beach. They stay there for the whole summer. It's like where they summer. But so, so now, because they're divorced... She wants to stay, spend her summer with her son as well. She's staying in another mansion down the street, and Max is currently, at the time of this incident, staying with Rebecca and Jonah in the mansion on Ocean Boulevard. Yeah. So... There is a crash at the mansion. Jonah is at work. And Rebecca comes around the corner and finds Max at the bottom of the stairs with the chandelier crashed all around him. So she says. She's peering over the second floor. Rebecca's sister, Zena, is visiting them at the time and Mm -hmm. calls 911. Rebecca tries to give him CPR. He's unconscious and he's rushed to the hospital and... Adam, Jonah's brother from Tennessee, flies in immediately. So basically, it's a whole family affair. Everyone's there. So they rush Max to the hospital. Now, while everyone is at the hospital surrounding Max, there is another call to 911 the next day from the mansion on Ocean Boulevard. I thought it was two days later. I thought it was a day later, but I could be wrong. So okay. it could be two days or one day that Max that Max fell, had his accident. Um, there's a 911 call again from the mansion. And Adam, who has been staying at the guest house at the mansion. So we'll call him Tugboat Adam to be revealed later. So Tugboat Adam, Jonah's brother, who flew in from Tennessee, finds Rebecca, the girlfriend, hanging off the balcony with bound hands, bound feet, and naked. Mm-hmm. 
So he jumps to action, cuts her mm-hmm. down, tries to give her CPR, and to no avail, she dies. Mm-hmm. Apparently a suicide. Or is it? So he, he says. So. Police heard a very different story. Everyone assumes that it's suicide at first. Except so, one person. Except one person who we meet right now. Mary, Rebecca's sister. Mary, the sister, finds out that her sister is dead. And she says, what do you mean? I just talked to her last night because Rebecca had, it was the night before. Because she had called the night before, very distraught about what had happened to the son. So Mary then goes on to say that she does not approve of the relationship between Jonah and Rebecca. Mm -hmm. And the main reason that she doesn't approve, well, really the only reason she gives is because Jonah is almost twice her age. Now, you wouldn't know this because of Jonah's face, which we'll get to. Mm. But it was shocking to me that he was twice her age. I was very surprised. I would have guessed he was in his 40s, almost 50, because of the tan, something. But there were no lines. He definitely, but, and then I would have thought Rebecca was like 35. Right. So I would have, yeah, you're right. I would have guessed that they were much closer in age. Yeah, I would guess that maybe a decade, but not twice her age. So Mank then asked the all-important question, which is if Rebecca actually loved Jonah. Mary says, I think she loved him. Pause, pause, pause. In her way. Yeah, that's weird. Never breaks a smile. Never breaks a... Th- just basically says, I think she loved him. Pause. For the money. That is pretty much what she's I saying. I can't tell if she's dissing... The relationship or her sister? She's dissing the relationship and she does not approve because I think she feels like Mary is into him because but, he is a millionaire several times over. Right. So thus she's kind of dissing her own sister. Yeah, a little bit. And then maybe dissing him for wanting a hot younger woman. I Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Or don't is know. the sister's just like so adamant about everything. Yeah. The sister is dead serious. No joke. Very intense. And she never cracks a smile. And Mank is a jolly, lovely gentleman. So I don't know how you couldn't crack a smile. I know. He's trying to banter with her. Like, I'm guessing by your expression that you did not approve. Right. And she's giving like the expression And she's like a robot. She's like, well, if you are asking if I approved of the relationship, then my answer would be that. I'm calculating. I don't even think she was like a robot. I think she was like an angry yeah well now her sister's dead no she's not and nor nor should we she was hard as rock she She was was. not gonna let that that shell break down at any point yeah so rebecca's death becomes national news basically because they're rich and she was found naked hanging with hot pink ropes tying her hands and feet and also because the coronado police department give like this some sort of press conference where he tells all the details of her death which i always find really weird i was watching that new make the making a murderer part two and it did the part where ken kratz does that thing where he's basically giving every single detail of brandon brandon dassey's confession it's so inappropriate and, and he's weird. the way he does it, the way he does these dramatic pauses, oh, he's just soaking up every bit of attention. Kratz? He, yes. Oh, that yeah, Kratz yeah. gets to be the one that tells the press 
all of the gory details of her murder. And so he is like drawing it out and he's so proud of himself. And now a lot of the stuff should not have been disclosed or before they've gone to trial. They're not supposed to say all that stuff. And he fully says it all. And that's because he loved to be in the spotlight. I don't know. This this case, I'm sure, also got national attention because of the timing. You have a little boy that dies, and then you have the right. person who found him dead, dead. Also, it's- The in next a, it's, day or two days later. Th- again, it's also people with money, right? This happens in a this very famous mansion in Coronado. Like, yes. yeah, it's going to get attention. That's but I think if, if people die in twos- Yes. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. It'll probably get whole attention anyways, I would right. think. But you're right. Lifestyles the rich and famous for sure get more no. attention. And like because it's But freaking for she's people. naked and bound. That they gave those details in the press conference is just bizarre to me. But okay. So then we find out that there are reports from a neighbor that screams were heard. The night that Rebecca died, because we think Rebecca died sometime at night. They don't really tell us when they think she fell to her, you know, hung herself. I think um, they think it's around one in the morning. Okay. okay. Because of a phone call she had gotten or a voicemail or something. I have a little bit different. I have 1130, but oh. maybe not. So I'm not sure about that. But we'll, we'll actually, that's a really good point because that made refute something that happens later. So now... Mank is a little, um, I don't want to say incredulous in his interview with Adam, the brother from Tennessee, talk about Adam, but he does seem a little, a little like, come on, buddy. Most of their interview, to me anyways, it seemed like he, Well, that's Adam my opinion. never looks Manky in the eye. Mm-mm. He mm. it is constantly looking to the left and up like he's trying to recall details. He does these really long pauses when he should be answering simple questions. And he nods his head while he's saying no. Yeah. Well, I'm going to... His whole demeanor is very strange. I'm not going to stick up for Adam because I've learned not to stick up for people with you. But I am (laughs) What does that mean? But I am going to say... Because you get into Twitter wars and then it's a mess. So I am just going to say... Marcus? Is this about Marcus? Yes. But I am, maybe, I'm just going to say, I think Adam is really bad on TV. He is shockingly bad. He is a particularly horrible interviewer. Now, God forbid, if he is on the spectrum, then I 100% apologize. Yeah, I apologize too. In advance. Seems but, more like he's gotten sunburn a lot in his life and like no, he's just, just been out in the sun a lot. Just That's his like nose. Kind of, no, but I feel like, do you know what I'm talking about? Where you're like out in the world and then you don't relate to big city business oh. the same way i don't well, do you know what i'm trying no to... it's I, I know what you're saying it's like a person who's worked in the wilderness for 10 years I, he's worked on a tugboat on the well, mississippi river for like decades can i call it t- country mouse syndrome yeah sure okay but i'm gonna say that it's worse because there's stuff that i know about him that so is worse we're gonna call him the country rat then yeah yeah. Okay, he's a country rat. Okay. To me, I get a pervy vibe from him, for sure. Mm, but you don't have any proof. No, I do. Oh, great. So we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah. He Now, Adam says, Mank says, did you hear anything that night? That The neighbors say they heard a scream, and he says, now, my windows were closed. 
So that that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard because the neighbors heard a scream. So right. But so, you who are staying in the guest house. So if you're gonna come up with an excuse, talk about Adam, you need to say, I'm an extremely heavy sleeper. Yeah. I had the loud. I had my headphones in. Right. I was listening to a date with Dateline. It's a really good Don't podcast. say that, Adam. That's not what we want you to say. <laughs> I don't want, want you associated you with we us don't. at all. No. Yeah, let's no, let's not do that. No. Okay. So But can we just um I just want to yeah. like reiterate what is happening here. A beloved child has died. The young girlfriend who found him and may have been negligent or involved in his death has now been killed or mur- or su- killed herself out of guilt but there's people who may might have wanted her harm because they're relatives of this young boy that's all i'm trying to say yes just to piece together like adam is the brother he's the uncle of this boy who died and now the young girlfriend who may have been responsible for the death is now dead. Yes. Five, day, five days after the fall, Max actually is pronounced dead. He had made it through the hospital for a while. And five days the hospital in the hospital, he actually passes away. So the sheriff's department investigates for two months. And they come to the very obvious conclusions that Max's death was a tragic accident and Rebecca's was a suicide. Now, the sheriffs hmm. say that they listened to her phone and she had received a voicemail late at night from Jonah that said, talked about, they were very general. They didn't say exactly what it said. They said that he was distraught over Max's condition and that Max was probably going to die. Right. And so this was basically the the thing that drove her to hang herself. It's a little confusing because one person online had said that there was not a lot of proof of what that phone call had said. Right. And, and then I was kind of thinking one day in only, they still seemed to kind of think he might make it. But when was, so, and he wasn't pronounced dead till five days after. Five days after the fall, he dies. I mean, the mom was in total denial the whole time and kept thinking he was going to come out of it. Right. But, would there have been a phone? They said, like, his eminent demise. Like, he was going to die. And that's what pushed him over. The- but we don't really know if that was the phone call. Right. They give a very general overview of the phone call, but they don't say anything specific. So now the suicide scene is really odd. When they're they're showing pictures of it, it's not just that she was bound with this bright pink rope, which in and of itself, I was like, why aren't we talking about the bright pink rope? Which, where do you even buy that? Number one. They're it was also like Burning la- Man rope. They're also later on, um, I'm not going to, just there's some paint later. And they had said she was very crafty and had mm. like a lot, a lot of crafting supplies. So I was thinking maybe that's where the rope came from. Maybe, maybe she was making stuff with it. I don't know. I don't know. That, I'm also assuming there was a boat involved. Oh, maybe yeah. She, that's true. They might have had a boat because they probably rich. had a boat. But is um, that the kind of rope you'd use on a boat? I don't know. I don't know. So there are two big. So the bedroom is kind of because she threw herself off this bedroom balcony, right? There are two big kitchen knives like laying on the floor in the bedroom that are probably used to cut her down. Cut the rope, the, too, they thought. 
Well, he didn't. Um, he didn't cut the rope. He cut. No, the, he cut her down. But then they said. I thought they were saying when they said cut the rope that she had used it to maybe cut the rope. That could be it. Because um, if she needed separate pieces for her hands and her for feet, her hands maybe. And her feet. Although she used a lot of rope. So the rope is tied to the bedpost and then she had to sort of fling herself nine nine feet. But down. I'm I'm trying not to I am not laughing. But if your hands and your feet are bound and your hands are bound behind your back and you have to fling yourself over this like aren't you kind of like hopping? Like I have no idea. Like you know what I'm saying? This doesn't seem like a normal jump, it, jump. It, it do, why aren't they talking about it? Like, why aren't the share? Okay, so the, this is all also... Well, they say it's not as uncommon as you think for people to well, tie themselves. So here, we, that's what I was just getting to. So they don't think that anyone else in, is involved in this still. They sh- basically show a demonstration of how someone can tie their own hands and feet. And they say it's not as uncommon as you think. It's people do it so that they don't change their mind. Right. And it's a little... Which I, that was my first thought. Like, that totally does make sense to me, but I don't get why you would need to tie your feet too thing. No, it doesn't make sense. I mean, sense. but the tying was a little bit like unspeakable when they had that lawyer go, it's so easy to tie your hands up. Right. And then she's it literally, really wasn't. she's just like folding this like thing around her hands and like, look how easy it is. But, also, I, it's really excessive the amount of rope. Again, the amount of yeah. rope that's, ro- it's like intertwined in a figure eight around and around and around again. It's like it's what not... you'd see on like a dock anchored. Right. When to, you tie a boat to a thing. But it's this right. very small lady's wrists. Like she was right. a very small person. So then comes the suicide note. And this mm. is going to be one of those weird ones. Suicide note is painted on the bedroom door, on the outside of the door. And they, they, the sheriff's department, in all their wisdom, decide not to reveal that message to the public. And at this point in time, Dateline decides sh- that they're not going to reveal it to us either. So it's just all whited out. They show us a picture. But like the sheriff, he's like, I'm not going to show you what the message says, but I am going to show you a picture of the door. Like, yeah. thanks. Thanks so, so here's much. here's where it was. Here's yeah. the door. And I think we've also seen this tube of graph, black craft paint at this point. Like, if you see right. it, when you watch it a second time, you can see it in these sort of initial shots of the bedroom where you see the knives and ah. the weird bedpost and all this stuff, where there doesn't seem to be a mattress on the bed, but we'll get to that. Was this a understand. guest room? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was the room the 13-year-old sister was going to stay in. But I don't think that there was, but it doesn't seem to be a mattress on the bed. You see like a hole hmm. around a bed frame, but oh, I don't know what's going on. that's interesting. It's very strange. This is not the same balcony that the little boy Max fell over on. No, oh, the of, boy right? fell inside the house. This is outside. This is out. She's hanging. They show the entire thing is she flings herself off a balcony outside. He falls from a, ri- a landing. Right, like Inside in the in a the foyer house, or something. Where there's a chandelier. Okay. Now, sheriffs show Dina a diagram of how they think Max died. So this is after their whole suicide theory, people tying up their own hands for Rebecca, the girlfriend. Now sheriffs are showing Dina, the mom, of how Max died. They say he was on his scooter, scooting around on the second floor landing somehow ends up going over the railing and either grabbing onto the chandelier or something, 
but then the chandelier comes down with Max. So I'm guessing, yes, he must have grabbed onto the chandelier and they both came crashing to the ground. See, I thought so too, but everyone on Twitter was like, is he a stuntman? That's impossible. What are you talking about? If you're falling, you grab the only thing that's around you and it's the chandelier in front but of you. I don't know how close the chandelier was to the They're railing. showing it like it's... Within like, arm's reach. But, but this he is was all, a little boy. This is the problem. So that's what Dina says is that Dina says this makes Max sound like a Bruce Lee stuntman in her quotes. And Josh is like all over that. Yeah. And Josh says, why does this seem ridiculous to you? He's six years old and six year olds do crazy things. When I was seven years old, I jumped off the garage holding an umbrella like a parachute. Yes. And it is at this moment. Best part of the episode. That Dina, during Josh's story about being seven years old, jumping off the roof with an umbrella like a parachute. Is this the face? Gives him, yes, this face that I don't know how else to describe, but a sensual, a sensual eye. I was just going to say sultry. Yeah, the sultry eye, like a sultry, smoky shadow eye. Bed- bedroom eyes, a bedroom I think they're eye. called. Yeah. And Betty Davis Kimberly, eyes? Kimberly, I task you, please, with capturing this moment. Oh, I will. In a screenshot. And I'm going to say, meme this. Okay, can we just stop and assume that Dateline inserted the wrong edited footage at that point? That that's not the face she was making. They are using a cutaway to her that is not correct. I don't know. It's like she's channeling Mickey in terms of inappropriate banter with Josh. So he is telling a humorous story about Mm -hmm. himself as a little boy. And she is looking at him like she wants to do him. Yeah. But also in the overview, they are discussing her dead child and how he fell to his death. And again, she's looking at him like she wants to undress him, his hankies. Now, here's my theory on this. I feel like this is her. Okay. This is a problem with her face. Right. This is going to go back That's to That's not the what she was trying to express. When you're crying, like it it doesn't you, your face is not moving correctly. So the face that she's trying to make is like a See the face I'm making at you right now where like I'm trying to follow you or I'm trying to understand I what you're saying. I think this is the face. Okay, cuz right after that she goes, "Well, Max was smart." Right. So no, she's, I'm going to get to that. She's trying yeah, so to she it's ju- like um a a skeptical but funny like oh yeah. you man that's not does, what this was but she cannot control her face in a way that she's gonna make that face no. it is get that moment because it's i had to stop and rewind and be like wait why is she making that face at josh like what's she, happening that is the face she is making if she is on the dating site ourtime.com mm-hmm. and she is on a first date with a man who what is, is an investment ti- banker. What is our time? It is a dating website for people over 50, I believe. And she is trying to meet an older gentleman who can provide the same lap of luxury that Jonah gave her. And she is, is it on for a wealthy f- people. I just think it is because in the commercials, it seems like that because you see a lot of like silver haired, like silver foxes that probably ha- have yachts. But it could just be for anyone in that 
age, but it's like our time, which is means like the kids are gone, like it's my second divorce, so now it's my oh time. My God. <laughs> it's, it's super demeaning. It's like the plus Where size clothing brands that are like a woman within. And it's like, F you. Okay, I know I no, have curves. Yeah. A woman within. I don't need you to say that about. No, I'm okay. a woman within and without. Thank and, you. And, yeah. And, That's no, funny. Um, the woman trapped within this body. I understand what you're trying to Stop say. Stop it. But oh. F you. But then it's like our time. It's okay. It's, we it's need like to do the a, new secrets. We need secret. to do more research. Also, is this the point that we announced that we are indeed, ladies and gentlemen, Kimberly and I will be traveling to secrets in October of 2019? We'll see if it actually happens. If we can get our, it's act already together. set up. Like I don't, I haven't paid for a I, ticket I or anything. I have all the inf- I have all the information. I will be forwarding it to your email after this episode. I'm really dun, excited. Dun, dun. Are you so excited? And guess what? Of all the options we looked at, secrets is the cheapest. That's incredible. We're I'm going. Not, I mean, we will be going. Save your dollars, and we will be coming back with herpes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say content. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I hope not. We're going with our friends. It's a place for swingers, so we either need, I, are going to be swinging with our friends, or are going to find another group of friends to swing with. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyways, it's a, it, let's get back to our all-important Dina moment with the sultry eye. Um, but I feel so like she, it's almost taking away from the magic of the Josh moment, right, which is which that is him he telling jumped a, an amazing story. He is telling a story about baby Josh, and baby wh- that Josh. is the best thing. I Can Can you picture a mank, a mank on the roof? With an umbrella. With an umbrella, inc- little troublesome mank. Yeah. Little little impish jumping off the roof, thinking he he's was fly. watching Mary Poppins. He totally was, and he wanted to reenact, and he was singing Chim Chimney. Yes, and, he was, and he and it did not go well. This is just I, yeah, and she ruined it because yeah. I had to keep watching her face. Yeah, but she comes back at him after his delightful story, which also I buy. I understand what he's saying to her is that. Absolutely. He could totally have been riding his scooter along the land, especially if mom's not home. If it's just yeah. girlfriend home, mm-hmm. yeah, come on. He's going to get into all kinds of... Also, we see a lot of home videos of Max. He is a lively, spirited kid. Yeah, her description is so weird. So here's her description of him. Are you ready? I got it. So she comes back with a no. No. He was a very smart six-year-old. And then the descriptive she used is Wait, that but wait, so wait, by saying he was very smart, she is thus implying that Josh was an idiot. Correct. Yeah. So, and also that he is not the following six things. <laughs> that Max was athletic. He was coordinated. He was careful and thoughtful six years old. Which all of those things, athletic, coordinated, careful, and thoughtful, are more than I can say for myself at my ripe old age. <laughs> That's true. Of 26. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the a double date with Dateline page has now created a new page just on the Katie just said she was 26. How much was she joking by? What is she implying? What do we think the over under on that is 10 years? What do we think? They're always trying to figure us out. Uh, yeah, no. It, it. What six-year-old is – I mean, I understand thoughtful, like – here mommy i brought you a flower but like that doesn't mean they never do crazy things they're Mm -mm. children they also athletic and coordinated like 
Come on. Was he? Is he? Yeah, Sean White. What's happening? No, I mean, I was thinking like, is he a Russian gymnast? Like, what? What are you talking about? Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. did you have him in like Tai Chi since he was three and a half? Like, he's six years old. He's on a scooter. So Dina, of course, doesn't doesn't think this was an accident, and. Dina decides that she's going to hire her own forensic pathologist right. to do some digging because she doesn't buy the sheriff's explanation. So Which I'm this, actually fine with. I, I do. I really am fine with it. If she's you really also a don't grieving agree. Yeah, yeah. And if you really don't agree with their findings, then go I, out and find your own. I think that's right. fine. Yeah. So the forensic pathologist thinks there are too many injuries to be explained by just a fall off mm. the second floor landing. He was, she believes that he was hurt before he fell. Mm-hmm. And then the piece of evidence what I, which I found the most convincing is the banister is 32.5 inches high and Max is only 45 inches tall. So his center of gravity is too low to actually go over this high banister. He would more knock himself in the chest than he would fling over the top. But if he was going at a fast speed, doesn't that kind of change things? But how he would have had to ram it with his scooter and then fling himself what over? Tell me, like, s- breathe the numbers again. Read the. I'm going to pretend like 32, I do math. Thirty-two point five inches is the height of the banister, mm-hmm. and then he is forty-five inches high. Okay, so that it, thirty-two. Okay, so um, that is. Like basically 12 12.5 plus the height of the scooter which is maybe three inches okay. so that's 15.5 inches that's over a foot that his body would be over the banister does that seem like that's enough that doesn't but seem like enough your head could be your head if you have a noggin like maybe weighs a lot and you could be like one of those um, weebles that wobble, but they fall down. The up, I'm the up, the opposite. Do you remember weebles wobble, but they don't yeah, fall? I'm, I'm I think I'm saying I'm trying to say the opposite. Um, I don't. In mm. my mind, it's totally plausible, but again, this could be because I feel like I've seen it in so many Disney movies. I'm gonna say the first thing that I thought when I saw. So before we even talk about her getting the forensic pathologist, before sultry eyes, before all this, when the sheriff is showing her the diagram of how they think Max went over the balcony, I was like, no, no, it wouldn't have hit. He's too short. That was my first thought. I was like, that's too tall for a six-year-old, the, what they show in the diagram. I was like, that's not right. But let's say there are wheels on the scooter. The front wheel kind of t- goes in to the banister and Mm -hmm. tips the back up and then he gets a couple inches of height flying like you know what i'm saying the back part goes up flinging him forward is that possible maybe should we try it do you think it's more possible there was a also a ball on the ground where they show this unbelievably crude outline on the floor of the mansion of like a little boy also don't draw a face on a victim outline don't do that because there was a face on it that's why it's weird and you're like why is there a face on this what was the expression on the face just like a nothing like a straight line like a straight line mouth very sad face that's not right so that's um, wrong but they showed there was like a 
a volleyball, soccer ball type, big softball sort of next to next to where the chandelier had fallen, like where around that area. And I was like, how much more likely is it that he was like playing with that ball and bouncing it off the ceiling or something like that and then reached out to grab it as he bounced it too far over and then the ball went down. He couldn't stop himself and then right. grabs onto that chandelier. That's yeah. much more likely than him just railing over the balcony. I think he was either, and maybe also he was trying to swing on the chandelier. Like The gotta- thing about that is I don't know if a child is likely to do something like that without a friend around to goad them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a kid playing by himself, is he going to try something that, well, I guess when Josh was by, maybe by himself, he did the umbrella thing or did he have friends around? No, I feel like bored. Do you, I feel like that's something crazy like you have your friends or like. No, but I feel like it's when kids go and get in the pool by themselves and stuff is when a parent's not around. They do yeah. stuff that they're, they can't but do. But wouldn't you, know? you be like, I'm going to jump off this balcony and want my friends to see me? Like I don't know, or you're bored. I dare you to jump off this balcony. I don't think so. I think it could be either way. Also, is there any chance that she was playing Sia, and that <sighs> he was hearing that song? I'm gonna swing from the chandelier, and was like, I want to try now that. That you're allowed to say that. Why? But I can't have made my offensive karaoke song. No. But why can't? Why no? That's that's why pl- can't that's, I say that? I feel like that's plausible. That this is, is plausible. What year did this happen? Is that the year that Chandelier came out? I don't know. Can what we? Year this, oh what year God. did this happen? Did I just solve it? Maybe I maybe just solved it. Can you can you Google mm-hmm. what year Chandelier came out? Well, what? Yeah, but what year did this happen? I think this was in two thousand eleven. Um, I think Chandelier was way more recent than that. Really? Mm-hmm. Like two thousand. 13 uh let's see 2014 Ugh. okay but let's say but that was a good theory it was a good theory there's probably other songs about but not like that that like a six-year-old would hear like somebody blasting that song but so you you seem to be totally assuming that it was a 100 accident with max no i'm trying to figure out if it was an accident, how that accident happened, because I'm not sure it was. I can't figure out how it was an accident. Right. So, so should we I'm go into now out. other options? Or yes. should we? So we should go into basically Dina and the good doctor, the one she hired, think Max was hurt and thrown over the balcony. Like beat up kind of, right? Like by hurt, Rebecca. Like right. has bruising or something. Yes. Too many injuries. Mm-hmm. Like he had injuries to his head that shouldn't have only come from the fall. Mm. But I feel like that's really hard when you fall with a glass item to tell right. what's right. going on. So now we flash to Mary, who is Rebecca's angry sister, who says that Rebecca is not the kind of person. Um, sorry, we're going back now into Rebecca's story. Wait, so can can we should we say other theories though, or are we gonna wait? You can go into other theories. Go for it. Well, so theory A would be that her and Rebecca and the little boy got into a disagreement, and she right. was like shaking him or something, like mm-hmm. trying to get a toy out of his hand or something. I saw a mom manhandling a six year old today who was having a temper tantrum, and it was, was it in Target violent no it was 
it was violent. Like the kid was kicking and flailing around. Um, mm. And he fell. Uh, option two is she was kind of abusive to him. I don't see that one as likely. Because, I don't think so. They say that they had a really good relationship. Yeah. Option three is that Rebecca's 13-year-old sister mm-hmm. was either goading him and maybe he had a little crush on her. She's this older girl that's staying with them. And she was like, I bet you can't go fast on that scooter, something like that. Um, he falls and then they all lie to cover the sister. Well, Rebecca co- lies to cover this 13-year-old sister, Zena. Zena was sent away the day after it happened, like flown Correct. back home. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a possibility she but was- you're saying she was sent away. They, they said she went home, but are we sure that she wasn't supposed to go home that day? Yeah, they made it seem like she was- she was- But you said that, but then when I listened it to was it, on I didn't Twitter. hear that. It was on Twitter. Okay, that the the dateline said no. That she was... it was this girl that's on Twitter that was so amped, and she was writing back to everyone. She has very strong thoughts about the case, and seems to have done this a lot of research. But then sometimes she would say weird things, like she talked to somebody who was a cop, and he said that seventy percent of the suicides he investigates they're naked. And I was like, I don't think that's true. Seventy percent. It's like seventy percent. There's no way. So then I don't believe her. But she had said that she was like sent away. Like Rebecca sent her away. But if obviously, if there's a stressful devil's advocate, if there's this boy is now in the hospital and you have to deal with that, you're gonna want to send any children away so you don't have to deal with it. And it's not like this was her brother at the hospital. It was, you know, yeah. It. It would be a super traumatic situation, so you would maybe want to get them away, and then so you can focus on the boy that's in the hospital. I don't know, but I, I think d- that's more. I likely. do like the intrigue of a child's like the Jean Benet thing, like a younger child being involved somehow, not necessarily pushing or roughhousing. Maybe it was just an accident, um, but somebody is not telling like the full story. I feel like a 13-year-old girl is more interested in going through her older sister's makeup and, like, trying to pretend like she's a grown-up than hanging out with a six-year-old. Definitely. Unless she had said, go do so, and he was trying to impress her, and she was trying to get rid of him because she thought he was annoying. I think it's more likely that she was supposed to be watching him while Rebecca was in the bathroom, and she wasn't. Right. That could be She was looking on her phone. Right. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. That's totally possible. I don't think she intentionally pushed him right i don't see rebecca intentionally pushing him either Mm-mm. but i guess it's possible that there is something we're, we're not being told that right. she was somehow involved but i still it was still an accident i think yeah. but i just don't know if someone would kill themselves yeah i could see someone killing themselves over a child that was in their care dying even if uh-huh. they had nothing to do with it if they were maybe imbalanced already or they just maybe. felt that big of shame but it's more likely that they would kill themselves if they were somehow involved correct right a, well yeah but i could see it either way yeah okay continue okay so now we are going to mary who is the sister of rebecca and 
She tells Mank that Rebecca is not the kind of person who would fall apart at a voicemail, which is what the sheriff's office had basically said. That's what the cl- the clinch pin moment was for her. Yeah, is that that I voicemail that from made Jonah. me not like Mary because it's not that it was a voicemail; it was what the voicemail said that a child was going to die. It's right. not. She's like she's not going to kill herself over a voicemail. Like it was just like a, a missed call from her bank or something. No, like, no. They, she, no, 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 no. She said at the voicemail, at the at the contents of the voicemail. Like, yeah. But so, how do you know? Like your sister's never been through something that stressful. No one has. You don't know how you're going to react to a child dying that you were supposed to be watching. I don't because that's just what Mary believes. Yeah, Mary believes very strongly. Yes, she does. Believes so strongly that she has Rebecca's body exhumed. And then they get somebody named Dr. Cyril Recht to perform an autopsy. And they say, Josh says, media friendly, Dr. Hmm. Cyril Wecht. And I was like, who is he? And I wondered if you knew who he was. Do you no, know who he is? I, don't, I didn't recognize him. So he must do a lot of something because That sounds media like friendly. a diss. Huh? That sounds like a diss. Like, it does. That's why I'm like, who is he? Like it sounds like um, Josh doesn't like pathologist it. to the stars, right? Like, that's what it sounds like. So yeah. I want to find out. I want to find out who he is, and I want to ask Mank what he knows because I'm curious. So, um, and he sounded like, hmm. so mm-hmm. we'll see. Anyways, um, and of course, this media friendly Doctor Cyril concludes that it is indeed homicide, not it's a suicide. So weird that. Everyone in this episode that is paying an expert to find something finds mm-hmm. out exactly what they wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's really weird. Very strange. So the case somehow en- ends up in the hands of attorney Keith Greer. So this San Diego attorney is the person that's going to be now our big player towards the end of the episode. Is he, he the takes, older gentleman with the whitish hair? Yes, he takes yeah. Mary's case. He is the lawyer that is going to go after people in Jonah's family, in Max's yeah. family, for Rebecca's death. So he concludes, him and his experts conclude that falling nine feet from a balcony should have caused more severe injuries to her neck than was actually happened because of she would have had to basically... Well, you're saying hop, hop very quickly and then fling herself over the balcony. And nine feet is a far enough fall that it should have really done some damage to her neck. And also that the original forensic pathologist ignored injuries to the back of her head. Mm. So he also is the one that finally gets Dateline to reveal to us the disturbing suicide note. Oh. scrawled in all capitals. Was it worth waiting paint. for? It's no. more mysterious than I thought it was going to be. It really is. I was very confused. It's scrawled in capital letters. Looks like finger paint almost. She saved him. Can you save her? I mean, is this like a riddle? What is happening? No, I have no. I'm so confused. I was like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. These, so, the pronouns are so strange. So Greer thinks this is written about her and not by her. He thinks this is about her doing CPR on Max after he fell. 
So she saved him because at this point when she dies, they don't know that Max is going to die. Even though they That's, did say they in did the voicemail that he death. said imminent death, but we also don't know if that's the sheriff's department embellishing. Right. Maybe the voicemail just said he's not doing great. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to pull through. I don't know. I, we don't, we'll never know what the voicemail said. I wish they could have gotten but the voicemail transcript. Who writes a suicide note in the third person about no, it's them? Not, it's was, the weirdest thing. Was she a poetry major in college? Uh-uh. because that's the only way or like a philosophy major because that's the only way that this makes sense to me well right well you know what i take that back the only way the whole that whole suicide makes sense to me and i would like to do some sort of research on it this if like if this was a criminal minds episode they would say like well, the binding represents this, like the the way the hands were tied represents this. The nudity represents this, and the note means this. And like it's some historical, strange like custom from where she's from of way if you're shamed, you kill yourself in like an honor killing naked and you you know what i'm saying like that okay you know what i'm saying like um sort of like on criminal minds they always have these crazy killers that like take the toe and they do this thing with the toe because in ancient greek times this represented something and there's like hieroglyphics or something like if but she doesn't seem like the type she just was like a an ophthalmologist assistant you know like yeah that she would do this but that's the only way the naked bound and note makes sense to me is if they were some sort of ritualistic. That makes yeah, I see what you're, exactly um, what you're saying. Shame, uh, mm-hmm. like a cultural suicide. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, like an honor killing. What they mm-hmm. what they do to women, no, I, which I is so you. terrible. Totally got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. That's a good point. So you think that it's definitely homicide, like Attorney Greer. I mean, he said, so what he says is, obviously, this is written by someone who knew that she had saved Max. And there were only a few people that knew that she had done CPR I on just Max after he fell. A, there's no proof that he was doing well in the hospital. He was still unconscious. So even if doctors were like, it was a good thing you did CPR, he's not like at home all happy. And if you did save him, then why would you kill yourself? Right. If you'd be happy and proud that you killed, well, that that's you saved why, him. That, that is the whole Greer argument is that she did not kill herself. This note was I, meant to be. So we're gonna get yeah. we're gonna get into it. So in 2013, Greer finds an eyewitness that swears that they saw Dina, the mom, at the house the night Rebecca dies. Mm-hmm. And supposedly Dina was at the hospital keeping vigil with Max, but there's this eyewitness. So Mary and the lawyer, Greer, find file a lawsuit against Dina, her twin sister, Nina. There we go. Twins. And Adam, the tugboat captain. Yes. So they are all three part of this lawsuit. Now, if they were all in it together, why is Nina charged? Well, Who's Nina? We've never met Nina. We don't know who Nina is. Nina makes sense in a little bit once, but it doesn't make sense for the lawsuit, really, until 
you get to the part of why it's not Dina, then you understand, like, why it could be Nina. But it doesn't really make sense for them to just accuse Nina. I think they just thought it was like, I don't want to give away the plot of a major motion picture slash novel, but sometime, and you know, you've read it and you've seen the movie, um, but it's like a twist. But like ah. when families get together to seek revenge mm. on someone, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. But like it happens in the movies. I don't know if it happens necessarily in real life that this these so twins saying, these twin sisters and the rando brother in law ex brother in law ex brother in law are all are like all in a we lawsuit. must we must avenge our nephew by murdering the lady who wasn't watching our kid when he fell or yeah. pushed him maybe had a fight with him we don't know. So they all got in it together. And, and he hasn't died yet. Note, and we're going to leave the suicide note that makes no sense. So the suicide ma- note make doesn't make sense as a suicide note. It doesn't make sense if you're trying to stage a suicide note. No. It doesn't make sense across the board. Right. Across the no, Mississippi River. <laughs> so speaking of the Mississippi, Greer thinks that whomever tied these knots has to have been tied by someone who knew what he was doing in the hey, knot business. Doesn't Tugboat Adam... Doesn't Tugboat Adam work on the river? He does. Tugboat Adam is a tugboat captain on the Mississippi River. So he would know very well how to tie these fancy pink knots. Mm -hmm. Now we flash to Mom Dina, who lives alone in her old Arizona home, which looks just lovely. And she's hired a new professional, Tara Schneider, who is an intelligence analyst with no law enforcement background, <laughs> as Mank slightly digs on the intelligence analyst, that's which so is good. kind of hilarious. Yeah, that's funny. She's just a lady. So now the no, question- No, she is. Yeah, you're right. I mean- that The it's... question is, I think that you and I yeah. are intelligence analysts. Yes. And I will be putting that on business cards from now on. Kimberly and Katie, intelligence analysts, a Date with Dateline podcast. I think there was a dateline where these group of like moms got together, like soccer moms, and they were like became detectives. And it was like that ladies' detective agency. And I think we could totally do it. And we would get Marsha Marshburn and we could do it. Maybe Kelly Kelly from Silver Lakes. You've solved many things recently. And we could get Kelly from Silver Lakes because mm-hmm. remember how analytical she was of what was going on with Sabrina mm-hmm. and the firemen? She would like watch their eye contact and see something was fishy. See? Yeah. We need there's so many good ladies on this that we could bring in. So I think maybe maybe, maybe that- Tara Schneider will be okay and we can call her. But I did think that Josh was dissing her for sure. Josh did not obviously think she was okay. So we'll have to yeah. ask Josh first. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um... So Tara Schneider in all of her journeys, 
trying to find information, basically finds out that there was a raucous party the night before Max's fall at the mansion on Ocean Boulevard. And literally, that's it. That is all she has uncovered, and every person that they've talked to denies that there was a party. That's it. Very mysterious. That is all the great the Gatsby like we get. So she, well, so to be again, fair, she has no history of law enforcement. But we haven't had this in a minute where we've had the person that we don't need in the episode, and I was like, "Get uh, rid of Tara Schneider." It's only an hour we long. We don't have time for you. We don't have time for her because then we find out that this whole lawsuit is a bunch of hooey regarding Dina because there's hospital footage of Dina being at the hospital the whole night. Well, here we go, okay? Now we, here's Do you know Nina. what I'm That's what I'm thinking, obviously. Go for it. I so don't what know. What is your thought? I don't know how theory? much Well, no, it's just I don't know why they don't bring this up. If this neighbor was so so sure that he saw Dina there the night before, couldn't he just as easily have seen twin sister Nina at the house? Dina and Nina look nothing That's alike. what I don't know. That's what I want to know. Did you see them? They no. have them sitting next to each other No, I in went, a press I, conference. No, I didn't notice. Oh, my goodness. Do they have the same color hair? Not really. Not like really? One of them's like a, bl- a brown with blonde streaks, and one of them is dark, and Dina has dark, dark, dark black hair. Dark hair. But at the time of the thing, did they have the same color hair? No, Dina has dark hair. I don't know. I didn't. I did not ask for picture proof. I did not contact and my an intelligence analyst. So, so we're one hundred percent sure then that the woman seen on the footage at the hospital is Dina and not uh, that looks Nina. Like, no, that looked like Dina. But we're sure then. I'm sure they're not. I don't know if you're sure. I don't you have to. You have to look for yourself. Okay, but. Could a neighbor who was watching from across the street at night have mistaken one for the other, assumed it was Dina because what else woman would be at that house besides Rebecca? And you know it's not I, Rebecca. Maybe. But then why wouldn't Greer push that? Why That's would what I'm wondering. Why would drop it? Well, because so probably- does that imply that Nina was involved if she was at the house that night, maybe when there was the scream? But then what, he dropped it against both of them. You you understand that, right? Greer I do. dropped it against Dina and Nina, which means that whatever he had, it was Kapui. That's why I needed more of an explanation, like why? And if the there's no switcheroo parent trap thing going on. I don't think so. I think Dina and Nina were both at the hospital. They don't say that, though, and that's what I needed to know. So let's go back. Maybe they do say that. No, I don't think they did because... I think I, they just don't want to confuse us with Nina because all of a sudden we're introduced. They have to talk about it. They should have just left her out, I feel like. She's part of the lawsuit, so yeah, everyone I guess. would have been asking questions anyways. Yeah. So now they have to drop part of the lawsuit. You know what I wish? To- I wish Mank had gone, I know what you're thinking, but it wasn't a parent trap thing to the audience. And then I would have been like, oh, okay, that was what I was thinking. Thank you. Now I've put it to rest. Yes. Okay. So Josh rightly now calls this a some a scattershock attempt at a lawsuit, which I love. Scattershock. Because it's just anybody in an eyeline is a defendant. Like, oh, okay, well, you're not anymore. We're dropping you. But you might have been around, which is basically, I mean, it, he lost I, a lot of credibility in this lawsuit. But yeah. they go forward anyways just against Adam. So Greer comes and 
Greer thinks that there was, what Greer thinks happens is that there was a sexual assault mm-hmm. before the actual murder. So he says that it started when Rebecca gets out of the shower and Adam is in the room. She gets uncomfortable. Duh. That was a weird <laughs> thing to say. Like, yeah, I would think so. He hits her on, she screams because he starts trying to attack her. He hits her on the back of the head. He says this happens at 1130, which explains the neighbor hearing the scream. So that could be something. He knocks her out and then has time to think about like what, how he's going to basically frame this to look like a suicide. He gets the black paint, paints the weird, weirdo message, and then ties her up and throws her off the, throws her off the roof. So can Josh I ask bring- a question about so does th- so they're saying then he did that and then waited until the morning to pretend to find her correct and cut her down did, but did was there any info about rigor mortis that showed what time we didn't she get any killed? we didn't get any forensic stuff mm-hmm. so Josh brings so we don't actually know what time he even threw her off the balcony right we don't know any of that but it also rigor could have a, something to play in if her body was thrown off already dead. Mm. or did he even throw her off did he make it look like he had thrown her off oh he didn't even have to if he cut her maybe not if he cut her down you're so right if he pretended to cut her down he didn't even have to throw her and you said there wasn't as much damage to her neck enough damage to the neck that would be caused by a nine foot fall right i think that's so interesting so josh brings it up why would you paint all of that weird message to frame a suicide and Greer said this was never meant to look like a suicide it was this was meant to look like someone had murdered her right so that made sense to me because I was like oh yeah Adam didn't try to frame it like a suicide he tried to frame it like Dina had come back or someone had come back and murdered this girl that's what he was trying to frame it like. So that note makes sense. I mean, it's sense. not smart because it's way no, easier to frame not, it as a suicide. He's not smart. But if he disliked Dina enough because he was, they were ex-in-laws. Um, so there are no... Um, okay, so there are the two things that are in refute to this is that there are no marks on Adam, no marks of a struggle, like that she had fought back and there's no DNA. But this is important because he cut, he apparently supposedly mm-hmm. cut her down, gave her CPR, mm-hmm. loosened the ropes, mm. and DNA is on nothing. So it's... DNA is not on the ropes. There is no DNA on the knife that he supposedly cut her down with. There is no DNA on the doorknob of the room. There's none no or D- hers. None, none of his DNA on anything there her is dna hers. is on the knife her dna is on the rope her dna is on everything none of his right so obviously so, if he wiped down he would have taken off hers as well um so i think the only way that makes sense is if he was wearing gloves and i think that why would sense. you try to save someone wearing gloves it makes sense if he overthought it Wiped all of his DNA off. You can't wiped just all the selectively wipe. And then put hers on. Oh, that seems very. He's a weird dude. Weird. Let's not rule that out. So then we get the best quote of the episode, which is when Greer says, the absence of evidence isn't the evidence of absence. Oh my God. 
which hurts my head. And yeah. I think I know that what I he's saw, saying. I think I saw Josh roll his eyes though. <laughs> yeah, he definitely did. Because everyone groaned because it it makes I don't know it it made my uh, it gave me indigestion. Okay. I was like I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So he thinks that they will prove prove that he murdered her by how the scene was wiped down, basically by this evidence that he was like trying to sort of stage this scene mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. So because this is a civil suit, keep in so mind this I'm is- I'm sorry, there's no fingerprint evidence on the actual paint, right? Like there's no- No, okay. no, hmm. no. Like not even so, Rebecca's? Rebecca's, yes. Rebecca's is on every single but item. Can they show that it was Rebecca's fingers that made that paint? Or was did she use a brush? No, no. So that, no, they use a brush. There's a brush in the room, a paintbrush okay. in the room. Okay, it yeah. looks like finger paint. It totally yeah. looks like fingers. But so, which also makes me think that it was actually done with a finger. But then he put the brush in the paint and put her fingerprint on the brush. Mm-hmm. That's my, th- anyways, that's my thought. Mm-hmm. So, because it's a civil suit, that is this is not guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. This is the jury needs to basically think it's more likely than not. Right. Which is the opposite of reasonable doubt. It right. seems like. Um so Adam hires really, really good attorneys. And in March 2018, the trial starts with Dan Webb defending Adam. Basically has his work cut out for him because uh Greer calls in a handwriting expert. And they say that the handwriting, the 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 painting on the wall of the weird suicide note says that it looks much more like Adam's writing than, right, than Rebecca's writing. Also, they say that the blood, the knife in the bedroom had her blood on the handle, and that she was sexually assaulted. Now we need details because I so have questions vague. because that is upsetting. Yeah. What that implies, they don't tell us what they're talking about, and I, it sounds awful. And I hope it doesn't mean what I think it means. And I don't want to go into it because we have a a family friendly podcast here. Sure, but I don't like that. I yeah. don't like that one bit. I thought they had said one thing, but then I, maybe I'm just imagining it that she had a cut like on her. They said that she had a cut ta-ta. on her hand. No, on her hand. Oh, okay. They, she had a cut on her hand that they said explained the knife. But that, how? Why would you? But it was like how an much earlier blood cut. is on the handle? And like, why would you I, have that knife by you if you cut your I, hand? I need people to explain things to me. And you're gonna kill yourself. I don't. Understand. Why do you keep that knife around? Why wouldn't you wash it? I don't understand. But the forensic person says that they tested that blood. They knew all about it, and that it was definitely from the cut on her hand. The forensic person from the sheriff's office explained that in this trial. But I don't, I feel like something's up. But if so, she was sexually assaulted, that is so much harder to get DNA off of her body if she was yeah. actually sexually assaulted. Did they give her a rape kit? Right. Like they're not going into this and it's frustrating to me. Right. So did they find this out only after they exhumed the body? Right. I don't know. I need opinions on this. So Jonah takes the stand in the defense of his brother. Adam also takes the stand. And decides that he does to do my favorite thing, which is definitely when the lawyer asks you a question, swivel your chair to the jury <laughs> like you just don't care. Like a cocky. Oh, my gosh. I, I have a bad word written down. But like he like literally is like, no, I did not Swivel back. 
did you ever blah 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 swivel back i would never like and then he's, he's like the leaning worst. back in his chair yes. like he's like the fawns in high school and he's like it, you picture him like chewing gum and going i don't know what do you think like making you're sarcastic. a tugboat captain with a flat top haircut yeah. what's happening why are you swiveling Mm-mm. you like, don't get to swivel so cool. sit straight in your chair wear a tie wear a white shirt Mm-mm. and be a human yeah. Like, why are you doing this? I can uh, Yeah, I have no patience. It's like he was. It's like he was trying to impress a female juror. Yes, but like, was. Look how cool I am. Just I'm leaning back. You know, because people cool. that are cool lean My back a lot. My brother's rich. Yeah, just lean I work back. on a boat. Yeah, I'm not I impressed. Can't. I'm not scared of this prosecutor. So we're not. In, we're not at all surprised when less than 24 hours later the verdict comes down and he's found responsible. It's not guilty. Whatever. For everything. Mm-hmm. For se- the sexual assault and causing the harm to her, which caused her death, or mm-hmm. whatever the weird way they have to word it. $5 million judgment, which now, is pretty great. Now, if, if I can recall from the OJ thing, if, like, OJ didn't have the money in his civil case, so he never had to pay. I mean, they can put, like, liens on your future earnings, I think. Or your possessions. He had to sell a lot of his possessions. But if you don't have that... Well, I don't think he owns the tugboat. I think he just works on the tugboat. I'm assuming he doesn't have $5 million. No, but I think he can also... What he can also do is appeal. And I think if you appeal, it draws out that process. Right, so you still never have to pay. So he's just going to have to pay his lawyer a million times. Um, So... After this all goes down and they get the verdict, the sheriff department decides to take a fresh look at Rebecca's case. So as of right now, they are actually actively investigating I wish they had waited. Rebecca's death as a murder. To air the episode, like, in case something happens, because it's so well, frustrating. Well, maybe we'll have a second one. Yeah, maybe we'll have I a do love a second follow-up. Which would be good. Yeah. But then we end with Dina and the rippling ocean, even though she lives in Arizona, um, <laughs> that maxes, it's sorry. That Max's case probably will never be looked into as a homicide. But Dina's okay with that. Hmm. Let's roll into B-roll Bonanza. Well, but before that. Yes, before we do anything. Hi, everyone. You're listening to K-Love on 105.6. I have Kimberly with me. Hi, Kimberly. How are you tonight? Bring in the beats and bring in the love, Katie. As always. As always. I think we have a special shout out tonight for our lovers at home. All of our lovers. I think we do. To a very special listener named Morgan. Your fiancé, William, loves you so much and just wanted you to know. For all those times you stood by me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I'm actually gonna have to insert a song there because I yeah my Celine Dion impression came off like Cher meets like Billy Bob Thornton that's what happened I thought it was more like Peebo Bryson <laughs> I can show you the world shining <laughs> shimmering splendid now what's the other guy they used to make fun of, oh god what's his name i'll Who? think of it later which one i don't i don't know which one i'm thinking of and he does a funny it's pe- thing. it's Peebo. it might be people that i'm thinking when you're of. thinking of aaron neville i'm thinking of aaron neville you're thinking of aaron I'm neville of no i got neville. it i got it yeah 
Uh-huh. I was no, thinking of it the Saturday Night Live Aaron Neville impression. God, yeah. everything in my life is shaped by TV. It really is. Oh, it's okay. I actually looked up Amy Grant the other night because I wanted to know what she was up to. I was like, what's Amy Grant doing? She had a Christmas album. What's she Every doing? Every heartbeat belongs to you. Is that her? That is her, but she was a Christian singer before Yeah, I she went secular. Keep the faith, Amy. Don't she forget. did? Yeah, my mom made me write her a letter, and I decided to keep the faith, Amy. <laughs> Morgan, this hot gossip is all for you. Morgan, this is love songs. This is love songs and revelations. <laughs> On KK Love. Okay, Your K-K-Love. mom made you write Amy Grant a letter. Yes, yes. But then about a half a year later, she did listen to the new music that Amy put out and let me buy it because it wasn't actively like about the devil it just wasn't right and it wasn't about like sexy times right right yeah. of course right she wore pretty short short jean shorts though if I recall I don't know I feel like she I must could have been be thinking of Mariah Carey though you are you're thinking of yeah Mariah Carey because Amy Grant I think was in her 40s thinking. when baby baby came out baby baby no. My heart is no, she was that 80s look where the hair and the makeup make you not able to tell what age a person is. It makes them look a lot older. Mm. But I think she could have been 25. But we think 40 because of the perm. It's I'll give you that. Perm. She looks yeah. great now, by the way, in case anyone was wondering. Amy Grant I looks was, great. actually. That's great. Save me a Google search. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to trust you on that. Yeah, she looks, she looks good. And then um, I can I check looked... that off my thing list of things to do tomorrow. Find out what Amy Grant currently looks like. She's still married to Vince Gill, I think. I couldn't find any info on that. He was a country singer, th- right? That sounds right. He, I... you know, I always confused Vince Gill with D.B. Sweeney. Do you remember D.B. Sweeney from The Cutting the Edge? actor? Yes. Yeah. I confuse them for each other a lot. Well, I don't think they look anything alike. No. Vince... Maybe a little. Yeah. They do. Vince Gill back in the day. And D.B. Sweeney back. I don't know what. Vince Gill does not look like that now. I don't know what D.B. Sweeney. Is D.B. Sweeney still with us? Did he pass on? Um, Ask Ulysses. He seems Ulysses is losing. Say. She's losing her mind. She's very distraught. Ulysses oh, wow. D.B. Sweeney okay. is not who I thought he was. I'm so oh. sorry. I don't know if D.B. Sweeney was in anything besides The Cutting Edge. He's kind of hot. Maybe. I loved The Cutting Edge. I didn't yeah. know that that was his name. Who didn't? Yeah, he's hot. What happened to, what happened to her? Mora? Mora? He's not He's not as hot right now. D.B.? Yeah. Okay. Ouch. That's that okay. Hurts. That hurts a little. No, it's called age and wisdom. Oh, my God. When you, my when, childhood is just when, something. Stop it. When you, oh, my God. Look. So look stop <laughs> Googling stuff. Also, keep in mind, when you get wisdom, you also gain jowls, if that's what you're seeing. I don't know if that's what you're seeing. No. It wisdom, was more, j- wisdom jowls. Yeah, it really wasn't jowls. It was more, more. Puff, puffiness in other areas, but like that guy when that you killed gain, that girl on Dateline. Yeah, it's just Who old. Who am I thinking of that is not D.B.? Sweeney. I don't know. He's an actor. I'm gonna have to do some research here. Okay. Um, Morgan. Sorry, thank, Morgan. Thank this you was supposed s- to be about you, and instead it was about us being dumb. I ruined as it. Most things turn into. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Special shout out to you from your fiance, William. Guillaume. <laughs> Where and are from Tina, Bob, Louise, Jean. 
and Linda. Oh wow, oh, I wow. sent them out you of were, order, I and like, I, oh my god, I was about to say did. Tina twice because oh. I started with Tina instead of Linda. So weird. You shouldn't start with the child. You start with the parents, and then you go. yeah, you do. You go Bob, Linda. Yeah, yeah, I did. Bob, all Linda, order. Tina, Jean, Louise. Yeah, but Tina's kind of my gal. So yeah, I mean, she's t- probably everybody's gal. Tina's everybody's. They're all everybody's. Linda's Everybody. my gal too. Oh, Linda's great. I want to talk about my favorite episode of Bob's Burgers, which is the science fair electricity. The oh, the elephant one. Yeah. yeah, that one. I have Googled that song about a thousand times and listened to it over and over and over again. The song they sing about Edison and Tesla. Yeah, that's I really love sweet. it. You know, what it's song like my I've favorite stuck song. In my head. It right in time for Thanksgiving. This is for you, Morgan. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being there. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being there. That's the Earth Linda's I know Thanksgiving it. song. Oh, I know it. Oh, you sang it really well. It's catchy as I'll get out. Okay. Um, I think that's all. My tiny Tina. Okay. Thank you uh, for listening. Continue on to the rest of the episode. And now we that's, continue on. Yeah. Let's say first what we... Th- so you seem to think... Adam can tell what you think. Adam did it. You'll never know what I think. You can't handle what I think. <laughs> you need to tell what you think because I have extra info. Oh, yeah. I think Adam did it. You do? Yeah. Yeah. I do, yes, too. Yes, I do. I do, too. Um, He gave me the willies right away. And yeah. I didn't understand why his story was so strange, why he took so long. To- oh, because, like, Josh goes, what did you do next? 30 second pause. I started CPR. <laughs> what ha- what are you Okay. But and then when Josh says, "Did you murder her?" No, he shakes his head no. "Did you assault her?" No, he shakes his head no. "Did you tie her hands?" He says no. He goes up and down with his head. So if we're going by that, he was involved. Did Remember, you figure that out or did someone else figure that out? I saw it right away. And then they That's kept, amazing. They kept airing that part like before, like for the oh. preview, they would show it before the next commercial break. And it was like that girl, Katie, the one who had maybe poisoned yes. that lady. She did the same thing. But he only that, did it for that one question. Um, but that's that's very clever, little miss. That's thank very you. good. But then there's outside information. Because, and I got it from that girl on Twitter who seemed to know a lot about the case. So she had mentioned, why don't they go into Adam's computer searches? And I was like, Hmm. what's that about? Yeah, that's good. So then I searched. So here we go. And this is so interesting because my dad had, I talked to my dad on the phone last night and he thought Adam had nothing to do with it until I told him this stuff. And then he thinks he would have thought twice about it are you ready mm-hmm. what, what are you doing nothing i was seeing i felt like i had read something about the internet searches so nope i, I had asked you to look up and you didn't find anything oh sorry okay. but i found it so the lawyer for the zahau family right had said on a facebook post that a person of interest in the case um viewed porn on his iphone before discovering her body, okay? Nothing inherently wrong with looking at porn on your iPhone. No. There might be something wrong with looking at porn on your iPhone 
at 6.30 in the morning when your nephew is dying in the hospital and you're in town to uh. be there for your brother. Uh. It's possible. Um, he, Adam claimed during a lie detector examination, he admitted this, that he was looking on his at pornography on his iPhone right before he walked out of the house, the man, the guest house, and found her hanging there. Okay? Okay. Now, it gets worse. Okay? They go into what searches have been done on that network of the house. Okay? Okay. Um, okay. On the computer, and at least, and it had possibly been accessed by someone using a remote account like doing it i think that means doing it on their cell phone but it would register on the cell it's like native american joe with the same network okay the day before rebecca died there were more than a dozen searches using terms like raped sexy asian girls (gasps) and bondage anime no yes In the bondage anime, it shows an Asian woman bound with her hands behind her back. (gasps) And Adam admitted that he was looking at pornography right before he found her. Wow. So either the dad in between grieving his son is and at the hospital is looking Sorry, up this was these searches happened in the time the day before before. she was found hung raped sexy asian girls and bondage anime that is unbelievable is that not crazy and for the life of me i cannot figure out why they didn't talk about this on dateline and i also can't figure out why the sheriff's department is not did not do figure that out it is the family attorney of rebecca's family that is talking about all of this so either the searches were illegal. No, it's Bremner. Oh, I don't Do you know, know who, who that Bremner is. is? No. Um, either maybe the search was illegal and they can't use it or something, and so Dateline won't use it if they can't use it in court. But usually Dateline will talk about stuff that they can't use in court, right? Right. So why they weren't? It's so shocking to me, like why they wouldn't use that unless it's not true but this is what the lawyer is saying that they found so in my mind this paints the picture of adam having a mad crush on his brother's girlfriend he has an asian fetish yeah he has a bondage fetish Mm -hmm. he is super into her and he has rape fetishes Mm. they're alone in the house together yeah no exactly i mean you no, it's math. it's great. What else you got? That's it. That was enough. I was like, that's really good. Why? I just need to know if someone can answer why they didn't talk about this. Then I'm. They it, didn't please, know it. They didn't. If Dateline it. didn't know about it, but the lawyers. Yeah, Dateline probably didn't know about it. This wasn't in like the sheriff's discovery, obviously. So, but they did interview the family, so Rebecca knows. I mean, Rebecca's sister knows about it. Huh. So why wouldn't Rebecca point it out? Rebecca believes Adam killed her sister. Maybe Dateline just didn't want to cover that part. Or maybe it's some sort of libel thing. I don't know. It must be a libel thing. It has to be. Or it's too graphic. I don't know. But to me, it's like, that's a smoking gun if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. 
the mansion really quick uh guaca moments uh, outside info the mansion is spreckles mansion which is a very famous mansion in coronado from the spreckles sugar fortune so it was really funny because people online call it the spreckles mansions murder and i didn't know that and i thought that was funny so I spreckles wonder, mansion it's, so it's near san diego yeah have i been to that you know been to coronado I think I went with my brother. There's a really famous hotel there. there. It's and we like did there's lots go of films there. Walk around a hotel. Yeah. Um, I've eaten there. Yeah. It's mm. it's fancy. It's like on the beach and there's like paths down to the beach and everything. Um so yeah. interesting facts about uh Rebecca really quick is that she uh married her first husband mm. in I think it was like two thousand one. But in 2009, she was arrested for shoplifting $1,000 worth of jewelry from Macy's. That's $1,000. That's a lot from Macy's. $1,000. $1,000. And you didn't go into when she disappeared. I didn't because it didn't. Uh, I actually was going to talk about it with this stuff, but it didn't seem as relevant i don't know it seemed like a weird detour that dateline took wait let me finish this one thing first the most important thing why i brought up her first husband is because she started to date jonah while she was still with her first husband Mm -hmm. so she was not divorced yet when her and jonah started dating and i think that's why a part of the the sister has so such why mary the sister had a big problem and i think she didn't want to air the dirty laundry on dateline right which is very nice of her yeah i aired it for her just now what i that's not very nice of me, but that's what we do here. Yeah, yeah. No, but she disappeared. I guess back a while ago when she lived in Glendale, California, which is in L.A., mm-hmm. and she went missing, like a no-show to work for a few days. No one knew where she was. Everyone was freaking out, and then I guess she just showed up a few days later. Yeah. It like a, well, I don't I know think... why Josh was talking about it. Okay, because I think. A, it shows that she has a history of erratic behavior. I mean, neither of us have ever skipped work for three days and not contacted our family and no one knew where we were. It might be normal for some young people to do, but it does show a certain personality type that we don't know about, that that we don't have, you know? But point two, I think, why Josh was doing it was the sister was so insistent that Rebecca would not have killed herself over what happened with the boy when she didn't know about this issue that had happened where she disappeared for three days. So She did know about that. No, they said the sister didn't even know about it until they did that. They said that on Dateline? Yes, they did. So she obviously... Wait, when did they say that? They on said Twitter? not even the sister knew about that. No, they said it on Dateline. So No, because when Josh brings it up to her, she says, she says oh, but that was not the same thing. Yeah, I she, think she, she had just found out it. about it. Like they had, she had just, oh. I think they said she only found out about it after she died. She didn't know about it until after she died. So they're sh- trying to show hmm. that obviously she doesn't know her sister as well as she thinks she does. And that's no shame towards her because I just always think you never know anyone as well as you think you do. And you can say she would never do this, she would never kill herself, but you never know what's going on in someone's mind. And right, I think that was the point. So she does sometimes act erratically. So she cheated on her husband and she disappeared for three days when and she was st- and it, had a sh- major shoplifting charge, made huge, like a threat, a thousand like a dollars of yeah. shoplifting charge. So she does have some 
emotional baggage and her sister doesn't know her as well. So I think they just help paint a picture that she's not this perfect person that the sister, you know, wants us to believe. Maybe so. I still don't think she killed herself, but. No. And then my last piece of information is about Medicis or Medici or whatever it's called, the medical company. They create Restylane and Dysport. They created create, it? Yes. Or they like manufacture it? That is the company that like create, created oh, Restylane wow. and Discord. Oh my God, they must have so much money. So, right. So he creates one of the major fillers yeah. for, this is all for people who don't know out there, this is pla- This is not plastic surgery. It's, uh, you know, like a, a Medi Spa type thing. So Dysport is the thing that's the same as Botox mm-hmm. and Restylane is a filler that goes in your face. Which is, again, explains why Jonah looks the way he looks mm-hmm. and has absolutely no wrinkles at all at mm-hmm. whatever age he is. And why Dina looks the way she looks. Because they get all the free disport and Restylane they want. Forever. And when you have something free, you tend to overdo it. Like if someone said, yeah. Kimberly, here's as much pizza as you want. It would be a thousand pounds. You get sick of it. I don't know. Yeah. But like... You can do fillers well and have it not look weird, but you can yeah. overdo it. Oh, yeah. And that's I mean, what's... fillers well would mean that you don't see it at all. Right. You wouldn't, We wouldn't be discussing it. Yeah. We wouldn't be a thing. But Dina, like, clearly has had some adjustments to her, her face, which is mm-hmm. totally fine. Ahead. No fine. shame. No shame at all. But it makes sense you when you know what... Think... What Medesis does. Do you think she looks kind of like Mickey, but just really smoothed out? No, but she does have that Mickey. She had that flirty relationship with Mank. So every time a brunette is going to have a flirty relationship I'm gonna with Mank, think I'm gonna, Mickey. it's going to be Mickey. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. No, there will never be another Mickey. You just want another Mickey. Right. So no, you're trying I do. to create one out of nothing. I do. Yeah. She kind that's of it. looked like a less injected version of the woman from... He lied about everything. Do you I don't remember, remember her? No. The reporter who got screwed over by that guy. Remember the Vatican wedding? Um, no. Okay, that's fine. I thought it was a good episode that we did, but whatever. Um, I'm sorry. It's, it's fine. It's <laughs> Sheila Davalu all over again. It's fine. Um, I Okay, I didn't have any B-roll, but it, I don't think I wrote down anything for this, really. Would you like to go straight into Twitter? I think we should go straight into Twitter. I think we talked a lot about this case. Yeah. And we will have a lot of extras next week. So we will do. Okay. I don't even have that much Twitter, but I'm going to do what I can. Let's okay. do it. Um, two, two negative says, um, according to these comments, I went to the bathroom at the wrong time. I missed an umbrella story. People were up. Just they were so into the umbrella story. Yeah. One coffee break said. Josh Mankiewicz, when I was 10, I jumped off the roof with an umbrella. Mom, yeah, well, my son was smart. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> uh, uh, Summer of Soaps, Adam looks like he would lead a cult of hipsters who listen only to They Might Be Giants. I think she's getting, oh. she's thinking hipster because of the glasses. But but they're serious hipster glasses. They're super hipster glasses. He's and got the like a buddy ho- He's got like a buddy Holly there vibe, you right go. there. That's yeah, it. that's Bingo. interesting. Yeah, I wonder if he wears bowler shirts, like bowler shirts. Would you? Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, I can see that. Okay. Yes. 
Okay, um, Brad Shar. I just realized who Adam looks like. And I would walk 500 miles and... Okay, so she put a picture. Do you see these guys? I think they're the Proclaimers, right? Can you see? It's the Proclaimers, yeah. Is it the Proclaimers? You're like swinging it. Yeah, I see them. Yeah. It's a little bit like those dudes. Um... Dana San 88, after determining that the prime suspect is a very wealthy white man, we've ruled Rebecca's death a suicide. Wow. Yeah. Uh, one chicklet. So what's the brother's official diagnosis? Weird isn't a diagnosis. Wow. Uh, if Raina, the, uh, or R.Y. Jackson, R.R.Y. Jackson, the absence of evidence isn't the evidence of absence, is what I'm going to start saying to my brother when he tries to tell me he didn't drink my beer, even though I know he did. He did. Yeah. And then, uh, Melanie Henshaw replied, when he confesses, tell him, you've just been datelined. <laughs> Uh, designer nails. I was thinking maybe the 13-year-old accidentally pushed or knocked Max over that railing and Rebecca covered for her, so she sent her little sister home quickly. Several people thought that. Um, the end table. Dina has a sister named Nina. Oh, come on. (laughs) Twins! Uh, I know. (laughs) Is twins on the bingo card? No. With exclamation points? I keep trying to get you to put it on. I've had it on every list I've had, and you will refuse to put it on, just like interrogation blanket. I just don't I'm feel so, like it happens you know that what? often. Here's the deal. I'm going to come up with it'll... my own bingo card that's the Katie bingo card, and it's going to be just things that I seem to think happen enough. And okay. it's going to be terrible, and no one's going to w- want to play with it, but I will know that it's there. Speaking of bingo. on a bingo card. One of our listeners created a bingo card about our podcast, but I'm not going to talk about it here and I don't want to look at it more than I already looked at it because then we'll like subconsciously do things and I don't want to do that to th- to th- throw the game. But you should go on our social media and find it because it's really incredible. Is Ulysses um, on it? I think there's like herd an animal. Uh, Dana San 88. If I ever died mysteriously, my sister would just get drunk and rant on Facebook at 3 a.m. Oh, uh maggie simic i've never seen the brother in this case and i thought he was guilty as f and now that i see him i know it for sure those gigantic glasses and that spiky haircut that looks like chris cooper's character in american beauty no question he guilty also when josh mankowitz is interviewing you you look that gentleman straight in the eyes there we go there we go um and this would be our alternate title for the episode lynn cummings manky poppins Oh my god! Yeah, I think Kaisler Sose said it too. They both that is had fantastic. Manky Poppins. Yep. T Rose nineteen oh three seven. Just so you just know, when he decided to include that clip in the story, that he'd get hundreds of folks asking, "Why did you think you were Mary Poppins?" <laughs> Wait, but did no one else think of the thing in Best in Show? No. When the kid is on the roof, no one with the dog. Yes, I know. With, what the, par- with the like, with the right. thing, and they're like, right. "No, come down from there." <laughs> and he's off. Yes. Do you remember? Yes. And the kid's like, "The I don't know what's wrong with that kid." The kid has is really on the spectrum. Bad. Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. dad's a hostage negotiator. Honey, this oh, is that's what I right. do. Yes, this is what I do for a living. You come down from there. I'm going to stick my thumb in your <laughs> eye and like just the whole. Oh man. Oh, it's really good. So good. Um, Lynn also said, I'm going to need to hear more about this parachute umbrella story, sir. Date, date dateline, next Mank Files Patronus episode, please. You got (laughs) it. 
um, GA Isles girl, little Joshy Poppins. Didn't see that one coming. Um, so we have Joshy Poppins and Mankey Poppins. I think okay. Mankey is better because of the Mankey M. Mankey is good because of the M, yeah. Um, and then but, Dana. But definitely honorable mention for Joshy Pop. Yeah, Poppins. I like Joshy Poppins too. Anytime Joshy. I love Joshy. Uh, Dana San 88, hit by a chandelier. Did anyone notice a guy in a cloak and a half mask near the scene? Masquerade. <laughs> paper faces on parade. Masquerade. <laughs> oh, I used to love that so number. Good. That's very good. That's all I ask of you. That's totally different, but just as beautiful. Thank you. Madness. Also, if anybody out there can find me a Phantom of the Opera sweatshirt, I just, I can't find one. Like an old school one? one? I really want one. An old school. I have cats. I'm looking for a Les Mis and a Phantom sweatshirt. No hood, just a sweatshirt. But you don't want to like go on eBay and sorry, you don't want to like oh. go on eBay and find an expensive one. Like you're hoping to find a five dollar one at the thrift store. I like, am hoping to. A that's thrift your do. Myself you into usually have a, really good luck about that. I do, and I've had both Phantom and Les Mis, and they both fell apart because I wore them a lot. And I'm trying to save the cats one. Cats cannot fall apart. But <laughs> I don't, I don't I know why I'm, you love cats so much. It's so bad. Jellicle songs for cats. I will see the movie because Taylor Swift is going to be in it. Did you know that? Have you not seen Cats Live? Yeah, I, I did. I, when I was a kid, this is going to alienate half of our listeners. Everyone's when I was a kid, it. I did. Right, so did I. It was the first musical I ever saw. That's okay. why I love it. Okay. It was the first I saw it. We like, had a, my... a record of Cats that I played oh. on my little strawberry shortcake record player. See, but how do you not have fond feelings for it? I really don't. I think it's creepy and it is creepy. I think it's nonsense. They just make it. It is words. nonsense. It doesn't There's no story, I don't, I don't think. I don't know what a heavy side layer is, and I don't wanna know, but it's I don't wanna go there. That's where they go. They're dying and they go to the heavy side layer. Oh god. Don't let's not That's ask terrible. a lot of questions about the content of cats. It's just um I do like the thing. names. You know, I like the names because they're very um they're fun to pronounce, you know. Mongo like, Jerry. I was thinking more of like Rum Tum Tigger and like Rumple Teaser. They're fun to say, like Mahmoud Ahmadinejad. Not a good person, but the name, like I like the way it sounds. You like the you like the way it sounds. Yeah. So okay. I'm I I will be seeing the movie because I love a musical. Can't okay. get me away. Should we? I did. I do in no way think Mahmoud Ahmadinejad is a good person. By the way, I'm saying you just like saying the name. I just like the name. Yeah. Okay. So should I read our mailbox just really quick? You can read. Pick your top three. I don't like when you put this pressure on me. Top three. I see um, you scrolling. <laughs> Kellyanne, Kellyanne Tran said, Katie, you need to listen to Hamilton because just like Hamilton and this country, Balky was young, scrappy, and hungry, and he was not throwing away his shot. So she's drawing a comparison between your love of perfect strangers and why you would like Hamilton. Who's a Larry? <laughs> I think that maybe that's brilliant. She should write a thesis on it. Um, oh, so- By the way, there is an article out there about that final episode of um, Perfect Strangers and how good of friends they were. And it warms your heart. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. 
Uh, Steve Hoop said the video store my parents used to belong to had a very limited family section. We rented a lot of obscure Disney movies. Remember Condor Man with a pre-Phantom Michael Crawford? Oh, Phantom Mm -hmm. again. How Mm -hmm. about The Devil and Max Devlin where Bill Cosby first publicly played the devil? Do you know that? Oh, my God. I forgot about that. No, I never saw it, but I know the one he's talking about. I'm just the amount of people that knew Candleshoe and what that Irregulars, whatever that was. Did anybody know North Avenue Irregulars? So, so many people. There More we people go. knew Candleshoe, but really a lot of people were so on Team Katie and knew those. Yes. I still have never, I don't know. I'm um, getting them for you. I'm ready. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, there was a pod, there was a show. That we didn't cover, but we might eventually. But there was a girl named Amber, and Lottie the Bassett said, Amber's picture with the bright blue eyeshadow is what I imagine Katie looks like after her birch box arrives. It's Which is it. so funny because when you put on the video chat today, I said, are you wearing makeup? Yeah. And you said, I got makeup today from the 99 cent store and I put it all on my face. Sometimes 99 cent store gets these drop-offs from like, I don't know, they're like, l'oreal like stuff that doesn't sell for l'oreal or whatever and there's something called like an infallible paint eyeshadow and then they had all these contour kits i've never done a contour in my life but i see people do them i know on instagram i'm not allowed to watch those videos no i'm just not um oh this was good french i also may or may not have have followed someone on our instagram account trying to win a giveaway and they did it under our under date dateline account instead of my account, so we may or may not have some sort of makeup person in there. I'll try to remove them. I can't figure out how to remove. If they want to sponsor us, that's fine. No, she's busy. Okay. She's got plenty of sponsors. <laughs> uh, French Pug Love said this was very. Oh, this was a good one. Katie says handsome men bring out her violent tendencies. So either Oliver is hideous or he gets beat a lot. <sighs> Oh, I would never beat Oliver. Oliver is an anomaly in my life. Yeah, because he is very good looking, right? He's mildly handsome. He's yeah, pretty no, handsome. he's an, he's annoying. Yeah, he needs to. He can go. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, see, yeah. I'm mad. I'm mad talking about it. I know. I angry. No, I, I know. Was, I've been angry about it. So for basically, a while. your whole marriage is just a constant you sitting on your hands so you don't physically attack your husband. No, for being good looking. My whole marriage is trying to fix my face. So that I can match his handsomeness with Birchbox products. <laughs> Except I canceled Birchbox. I'm only BoxyCharm from now on. Just okay. BoxyCharm. It's the only one. I canceled all the rest. Do you want to sponsor us? Bo- Bir- Bo- BoxyCharm. BoxyCharm. Um, and the last Bayou Boy said, just listen to your Tara Grinstead episode and absolutely love you all. I laughed so hard at what you had to say about and tagged at Payne Lindsay. He's a complete D-bag. Guess who liked that tweet? Rabia. Pain, Lindsay. Rabia. Pain. Oh, no. Oh, what's happening? Okay, oh, so I got to. Like I two weeks ago, this. Marcus had said, had, or Pain had liked one of Marcus's tweets to us about how the interview was edited. And I was like, oh, my God, Pain liked a tweet that was to us. But it was really about Marcus, like he was supporting Marcus. This tweet Coleman is saying he's a complete D-bag, but of course he tagged both of us in this tweet, and Payne liked it, so I can't tell. Does that make me like him? I kind of like someone who likes a tweet that 
is calling them a D-bag, but I really, I mean, I can't. Oh, we're going to have to, like, have a sit-down, come-to-Jesus dinner at Chili's with pain right, at some point. Right, to make peace. And Marcus. Right. With and apps, his fiance. Apps and Zerts. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're but I can't have to... go against Rabia, so I will never go against Rabia. Can Rabia come? Or can our crime writers on. I would never go against Rebecca or Kevin. <sighs> so would I. But we, Payne needs to explain himself then. He needs to write himself with the Lord and with those three people. <laughs> and then we would consider sitting down and breaking bread with him. But, but he first, needs to I need I need an explanation of the behavior that I heard about at the the pod the yes. podcast seminar. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I need an explanation. And I would need Rabia's blessing to make a connection. So Right now, it's not looking good because I don't think she's going to do that. No. I and I know Kevin and Rebecca are not either. <laughs> she's Katie's showing me a picture of a cat and it says responsibility. Exclamation point. Because we are nothing if not responsible here. Yep. Um, so I think that's all we have, everybody. Um, follow us everywhere. When I say we have really funny conversations, I'm serious, you guys. It's worth joining Twitter for and it's worth um, – and putting the notifications on and it's worth being on Instagram with us and being on Facebook with us. And then also Sean G's private Facebook group where you can talk as much smack about us as you want to. You just have to join it. It's a double date with Dateline and he might let you in. So we love you all. Thank you so much. Um, consider checking out our Patreon page, but if you don't, that's cool too. No pressure. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Like that's the more, most important thing is on iTunes. Yes. Subscribe. ITunes. And, don't watch alone. Watch. Oh, I could think say so many bad things right now. Watch on a tugboat. Don't actually no. Stay away from tugboats stay on the danger. Mississippi River. I think yeah, if no, a man comes it. to you and says, "I am a tugboat captain," or "I'm a DJ," and right, that's advice that Katie gave me years ago. If no. he says, I'm a DJ, do you want to come hear me spin? No. I am supposed to run. She gave me this advice, sat me down. No. You say, no, that's Kimberly, my purse you and say, run. I don't know you. That's my purse. And then you run, run away. That's what you do. And the same goes for tugboat caps. Same goes for tugboat caps. If you're on our time yeah. and a gentleman caller pops up who seems yeah. legit and then come to find out. Just anything to do with the Mississippi River, really. We got to mm -mm. just watch out. Yeah. We've had some stuff on rivers that yeah. would make your skin crawl. Yeah. Um, so you could watch while getting an appropriate amount of fillers. Like <laughs> appropriate amount of fillers from Medici. Yeah. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. The curve of her trunk. And Electric love, electric love, electric love. Oh, do you like this? God, I want what they have. It's so romantic.